Thank you so much for downloading this episode of So What Do You Really Do? A podcast where I, your host, Dan Ardenzmana, speak with artists and entertainers about their day job. And I'm out of the studio and on the road in Baltimore for the Charm City Comedy Festival. And I got to uh, just hang out with, right now with my two Baltimore comedian friends that we all started right around the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Kuduner and Umar Khan, which I not only do I know you both uh, from comedy, I found out today uh-huh. that you guys live together. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those, I walked up, knocked on the door. Uh, and then Umar uh-huh. walked up and he was like, oh, hey, are you, are, are you, uh, you're here to record with Josh. Uh, I don't know if he's here. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> and walks in the house and you're like, what? Yeah. yeah. We're the bad yeah. boys of Hickory. Yeah. Yes. So uh, Umar Khan, uh, before we get, we're going to jump in. That way we're not taking up too much time. Umar Khan, uh, your day job is psychiatrist. Oh, I'm a school psychologist. For Baltimore County schools or, or city schools? Uh, for Baltimore city schools. Okay, because there's going to be a different world of... It's of, way different. Yeah, between city and county kids. Dep- yes, way. It just, in a, yeah, different. Just okay. way different. It's interesting, too, when you talk about Baltimore City and Baltimore County. If you're not familiar with this area, yeah. it makes no sense. No. Like, I remember Joe Rogan had uh, a former cop on. Yeah. He's like, yeah, so I was in the county. And Joe Rogan's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> like, do most states not do counties? I, don't, I, don't I know, know Boston doesn't. Yeah, which is weird. Like, like, I've, yeah, I've never heard Boston County. I've never yeah. heard. It's either the well, suburbs not, or the city proper, right? right yeah, because right. Boston is inside of Suffolk County, but nobody talks about Suffolk County. Right. Uh, like if you say Suffolk County, nobody knows what the hell you're talking about. Right. They know Baltimore, or it. they know Boston, 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 yeah. and then everything around. Yeah. And like all the other communities have their own mayor. So like here in Baltimore, we have the mayor of the city, uh-huh. we have the mayor of the county, yep. then we have the governor. Yeah, and that's basically it. Well, yeah, and that's an annoying thing. Like when you travel, like I just say Baltimore. You yes. know, Like I'm from, but then here, it's people will call you out on it because if like there's what, what part? Yeah, well, yeah, people are like, dude, no, you're from the county, you're not from Baltimore. I'm like, I know, it just makes things easier, Baltimore but they're like, county, yeah. it's pretty much their way of saying you're a pussy, kind yeah, of. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah. just, you weren't in the shit. Yeah, you didn't grow up in the city. It's like, yeah. Pussy. Yeah, unless you say, like, me, it was like, oh, I'm from Dundas. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, you're in the shit. Yeah, you're yeah. in the shit. <laughs> but it's also like most of the people that try to call you out on that are like people who, if they did grow up in the city, they grew up in a nice part of the city. So it's like, dude, you were. In a ni- you grew up in a nicer house than me. You just have a zip code that's in the city. Right. Yeah, uh, Hamilton or something like that. Yeah, or like Roland Park. Roland Park, exactly. Yeah. There's a good one. And now no one knows what we're talking no, about. No, we don't. <laughs> Hi, lo- local podcast, yeah. everyone. Like, nobody understand that. They're like, let's talk about it for 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, the reason it's different between the city and the county, I'm sure, is because city, I mean, you're still going to get kids with, uh, you know, a, maybe abuse problems or this, that, but I feel like. The county kids is going to be much. You're going to deal a lot more with kids with depression, and I don't mean to say uh, like an asshole. No, they're with legit quotes, problems. They're real problems. I uh, I just like I have a well, like I have a bias against like rich people. Black. Oh, oh right. black people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be funny, and it's not a funny joke, but like. Uh, he's like, you know, what made you get into like school psychology? It's like, well, you know, I just uh, I think about kids suffering, and uh, I get a lot of pleasure out of it. So <laughs> I get to go to work every day and watch kids suffer. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's payback for all the suffrage I got from bullies. Yeah, right. No, it's it's way different. Uh, like my friend who works in uh, the county in a rich county, like one of the richest counties in the country. Uh, she was telling me that she had to talk to a second grader. Uh, he was having like almost like an anxiety attack because uh, his family was going on vacation over spring break. Mm-hmm. They're going to like Saudi Arabia, 
and uh, he was worried that his dad didn't buy first class tickets. Oh like that's what she had to like counsel him. Don't for. you hate it when that happens? Yeah, I did. Like, I know. Oh. I'm like, Dad, stop being such a pussy. Quit fucking around. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in business class. Yeah. I'll kill myself. I want unlimited chocolate milk yeah. on my flight. Yeah. 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 Bottomless juice cup. Yeah. Keep filling it up. Right? I never want to see the bottom of my juice. Yeah. <laughs> what is this Capri Sun bullshit? Yeah. I'm not fucking around with the straw. Put the straw in for me, bitch. Yeah. What am I poor? <laughs> and meanwhile, you're done with kids who are like, my mom's on crack, or... Yeah, stuff like, I mean, just like, I mean, like, horrendous... My brother was shot. Yeah, totally, like, I've dealt how, with... How much can you say? Can you speak in generalities uh, like this? Because you can't... I think so. Okay. Well, I mean, I you think, can talk about the things you deal with, I think, I, I think I can not use names, and if I just don't talk about the school system disparagingly. And it's adorable that you guys think anyone's going to hear this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like, yeah, I like I don't know if I would go on like like the news or something yeah. and talk about it, but I think Oh man, you just bummed out all the news. <laughs> like, what are we going to put man. on that? I mean, I don't oh. trust fake news anyways. So. Oh yeah, that's all it is. Uh, yeah, no, I've dealt with like, I mean, just this year I think I've dealt with like multiple people dying, kids. I had to tell like a preschool class like their fucking aide died. It was a bummer. And then, like, but none of the preschool kids understand death. You're just like, ah, yeah, they're gone. It's fine. And they're like, okay. And then uh, I'm like, so have you, like, and uh, they just love attention. So they'll, I remember, like, I told them, I was like, so this, uh, you know, Mrs. Blah, 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 she died. This is what dying means. Uh, sometimes people are sad when this happens and it's okay. And then the kid raised her hand, like, I'm sad. And I was like, why are you sad? Like, um, I didn't have breakfast. <laughs> it's like, okay. And they just, and then like some kids, like one's like, I'm sad. I'm like, okay, why are you sad? And, and then like sit there and try to think of something to uh-huh. make up on the spot. Like yeah. that kid who raised his hand but didn't know the answer. Yeah. I'm, I'm picturing like uh, Kim Jong-un's funeral. You know, they like force people <laughs> yeah. to cry. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, no, I'm so sad. That's actually a thing in, uh, I don't know if it was Japanese culture or Chinese culture. They will pay people to come to your their family members' funerals and just cry. Oh, yeah. I would love that, dude. That I've seen, yeah, I've seen articles about that. That's like, amazing. It would be so funny too. Your funeral is just filled with your family and then Japanese people. <laughs> <laughs> just like, so sad. <laughs> Everyone has questions, no yeah. answers. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just talking last night after the after the Charm City comedy show. I yeah. went to my my old haunt and I was talking to a girl uh, to a woman mm-hmm. who <laughs> he's like she was uh, at least 18 <laughs> so I was talking to this broad cause yeah. you know she's not real people's anyway yeah. I was yeah. talking to a woman who uh, bartends at Lucky's but she's also a school mm-hmm. teacher okay. uh, English teacher I think she said and I don't know anyway she said that she's she works student. at a city school <laughs> she works at a city school and I was like oh man I like you're a you're an attractive looking woman I can't I feel so bad for you having to deal with high school kids she uh, uh, and like being an attractive female and dealing with high school kids and then she goes oh no it's not bad in the city when I worked in the county uh-huh. I and with all white kids is in she, Bel Air is she white she is white. That's why. Yeah, that's yeah. why I felt that. She's like, oh, I don't get hit on uh, in the city schools, but when I worked at the schools in Bel Air, I got hit on by students every day. Like, yeah. me wow. and then, like, another teacher of mine, she was, like, a 21, that's her first year teaching at Bel Air, uh-huh. and just some kid on the, one, of the, one of the kids in her class just whipped their dick out and was like, 
come on, you know you want that. She's like, no, put that away. Yeah, and she goes, is that all she did? That's yeah. not how you respond yeah. to sexual well, assault. They, yeah. the, she was even wait saying, until recess. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, she didn't know how to handle the situation, and like the the principal and like the whole staff of school is like, you know, you she can takes charges away free you want. time for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, you know what? No yeah. recess and no stack time yeah. for you. Like, uh, no, that's what's hilarious. Like, I work with some pretty attractive teachers, and uh, and um, a lot of them are white. And, like, in my, you know, like, I think they're attractive, but then I just hear, like, kids making fun. Like, I remember that I work with this teacher, and kids, for some reason, they're so fucking mean. They, like, make fun of her toes all the time. <laughs> they say she's got, like, crusty-ass feet. Yeah. And it's like, she has really nice feet. Like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with their it's, feet. It's like that John Mulaney bit where he's, yeah. like, 12-year-olds are the most terrifying. Yeah. Like, they identify the one thing oh. about you. And then, like, he's like, if I see a group of them, I'm so afraid. They're going to be like, hey, look at that high-waisted oh, high Man, yeah. he's like, I'm not high waisted. Uh, dude, there's so many. I was, I remember, I was just walking up the steps, and I hear a girl go, "Mr. Com's a goofy bitch." That's not an insult you can get mad. He was like, yeah, yeah I know nothing bothers. Like, I think it's hilarious. I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. I don't correct it. Like, there's no reason. And like, if you did, they would just make it worse. Yeah, I'm not a goofy bitch, dude. Like, all right, and that's just no like, I couldn't have imagined cussing in front of teachers or like. Oh, but yeah. they get away because that's like the least of yeah. the concerns. Don't, you know? uh, the uh, I don't want. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That. So one time I was working. I wasn't working yet, and. Uh, I was like a student doing like 10 hours a week in okay. school and uh, there was a principal that like these kids didn't like and I was in a middle school and uh, I don't know they just weren't listening to the principal and the principal was going to make him write an essay and this kid lost it and he just like yells in front of like everybody like yeah that's why I'm going to skull fuck your wife <laughs> <laughs> It's like crazy. How old was the kid? He was like 13. 13. <laughs> 13. Skull fuck your wife. <laughs> your wife. Oh, oh, this is the best, dude. Like, the only thing that makes that sentence better if he would have said, I'm going to skull fuck your old lady. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, get super white trash yeah. out of it. That's yeah. like Essex. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's, it was a white kid, too. That was hilarious. Wow. Um, and now, since you've already heard his voice, so we can get familiar with the distinction between the two of theirs, we're also sitting with uh, Josh Kuderna, who works for, and you, you messaged me SSA, and I had to now just figure out, I was like, oh, Social Security Administration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah cause you're a budget analyst for Social Security Administration, yeah. and I have no idea what that sentence even means. I kinda don't either. <laughs> I kinda, I, it's tough to explain it. I was a history major, too, and now I'm a budget <laughs> analyst for the government, so I don't know. But I, I like the job. <laughs> Uh, real quick, the, the school thing made me think of uh, our mutual friend, Catherine. Uh, she's a teacher out, out in the county. Catherine Carlson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, just talking about, like, awkward moments with students and stuff. So the first day back, uh, of course, kids are, like, crazy because it's, like, mm-hmm. the first day and they're all yeah. up. And she had 38 kids in her class. She's teaching a theater class. 38 kids, which is, like, an insane amount of people. She finally gets them settled down. And then this one kid comes in, and he's a little, little slow. And uh, oh no! He, 
he opens the door and he's late, so everybody's in there. And then he just comes in and he goes, What up, my man? And like says the N-word. Is he white? Yeah. Oh my uh, god. Like, who doesn't say the N-word if only white people are like, like you're gonna tell them the story about someone saying the N-word, yeah. of course they're white. Like yeah. Yeah. nobody just says, so black guy walked in and said the N-word, and we all were like, fine with oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point, good yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so but <laughs> but he didn't mean it in like a mean way. Like you could tell he probably heard it over the summer. Yeah. Like knew that it was like cool. And so he's like, how am I going to make my first impression? Yeah. <laughs> and then Catherine can't punish him, you know? It's like, yeah. okay, calm down. Like just yeah. take a seat. And then he sits down next to a black girl. It's just like staring daggers oh at him. And he's like, God. what's up? <laughs> how, old like, is, how old are they? <sighs> I don't know. I think they were in high school. God. Yeah. Just amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, I like that though. Like uh, Josh and I have like completely different jobs, but we both get so much material out of like the black people we work with. <laughs> <laughs> black people in general are the fucking funniest people in the world. Well, dude. Nick Oldershaw always busts my balls. He's like, uh, here, here's my uh, Josh Gardner impression. Uh, uh, hey, black people say wacky stuff. Huh? <laughs> 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 yeah, Nick Oldershaw came up to me because we were all roasting. It was like me, Josh, and Nick were roasting, making fun of each other, just jokes. Because, yeah. like, Nick is this comic who's, like, super funny, super smart. He's, like, a young kid, though. Yeah. And it's, like, all of his jokes just kind of seem like he just sits in his room alone and is like, wouldn't this be weird? Yeah. Instead of, like, life experience. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. so then I told that to him, and then he, he comes over to me, he's like, Hey, Umara, can't wait to hear your joke about uh, gluten-free uh, food you're eating. <laughs> it's just like... Amazing. <laughs> I'm with Nick, just like, hey guys, uh, Stephen King writes a lot of weird stuff, huh? Isn't that wild? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you do the SSA in the, in the city or county? Uh, so this is in the county. Because that's it's definitely a, different. There's yeah, definitely a different Yeah, so this is again. the headquarters in Woodlawn. Okay. Where I work, so uh, featured oh. featured in uh, Die Hard Four. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, like, did they use that building? Yeah, they were like, we gotta go to Woodlawn, Maryland. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, I remember that. Because when I was twenty, I worked at the Bennigans right near there. What? I don't know if it's yeah. still there. It's not, I remember no, that. I grew yeah. up. I grew up like two minutes from where Josh works. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. so funny. Where the fuck, dude? You've Bennigan's? Yeah, that's I worked crazy. at Bennigan's. I was fifty percent of the pop. Fifty uh, percent of white male servers that worked there. Oh my nice. god. Nice. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was an experience. I got. I think sure. that was the first time I got called a redneck to my face. And I was like, "Hon, <laughs> I'm from Dundalk. If you want to meet some rednecks, I'll take you to Sparrow's Point and introduce you to a couple that are yeah. also just happens to be skinheads yeah, who right. I fight with because I go to punk rock shows." Right, She's like, right, right. Uh, yeah. "Yeah, I'm gonna walk away from you." <laughs> Do you? Uh, <laughs> nobody knows what Dundalk is either. Nobody, it's just a oh, shitty it, part of town. Yeah, yeah, it should know about Dundalk. Uh, <laughs> All right, now working with the Social Security Administration with yeah. a bunch of analysis, did, yeah. you said you, you went to school for history. How did you end up at the Social Security Administration? Well, uh, Dennis, through the power of God, anything is possible. <laughs> I, I prayed on it. No, uh, I, <laughs> I uh, so. Wait, Lord, please give me a job that I have no experience or qualification. Right, <laughs> right, with all the benefits. Um, so, yeah, so I was a history major, and then uh, I went to UMBC, uh, University of Maryland, Baltimore County, Allen mm-hmm. County, mm-hmm. and uh, um, they, SSA had a job fair, and uh, they had, like, a few different people from different departments um, saying what they're looking for, and they, like, they had some IT stuff, and I remember the inspector general 
uh, guy because that's those are the people that are like the watchdogs of agencies and stuff. They like tried to make it sound cool. He's like, you know, you, you hunt down people, you might get a gun. That's like, cool. <laughs> and then uh, the office of budget, they were saying that like uh, we do a lot of stuff with numbers, and then we also need writers to put the story to the numbers for the stuff we send to Congress. And I was like, I just wrote a thirty-page paper, and so uh, gave him that, and then. Ended up getting an interview with them, and I actually interviewed with one uh, uh, component of SSA that I'm really glad I didn't end up working for. But I thought I like crushed the interview, but I was just yeah. like, fucking around. <laughs> and it was two like older ladies, like kind of like middle aged ladies, and uh, they asked me. She was like, she's like, so what would you do? Say like if you saw me doing something wrong, would you tell somebody? And I was like, first of all. I don't think he would do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's and, so cool. But they like died laughing and I was like, crushed. Boom. So, and then I got a phone call asking for an interview and I was like, oh, I just did an interview. Like, oh no, we're not associated with them. It was the office of budget that got a hold of me. And uh, I had to do a phone interview with them and like, I don't know anything about social security. Yeah. And they asked me, they asked me how to, what would I do to keep the trust fund solvent? Which is like the biggest problem with SSA and has what is I don't even know what solvent exactly yeah, I was yeah. Like, tr- trust fund we have- the, is it does isn't solvent what you put in water to keep it soft <laughs> yeah. yeah like we got hard water we got to put some solvent in this yeah like, that's what I go so we're gonna into. keep the the trust fund soft yeah I'm like oh you guys got hard water <laughs> <laughs> I know you do that I, I like the idea that like. You, so they ask you that question, like, hey, so how would you keep the trust in solvent? And then you try to use the same line again. I don't think you would do anything wrong. <laughs> I don't think you could solve it. Yeah, anything. Yeah. On the phone, yeah. I don't think you guys could solve anything. Uh, so, yeah. I think it's almost, as a history merger, I almost want to hear you come up with some weird, crazy, like, yeah. well, in 1857, when <laughs> Abraham was hunting for, for Yeah, I believe president. it was General George Washington that once said, trust funds are good. Like, I, I just, uh, so I just bullshitted my way through it. But what that means is, like, basically we're all putting money into Social Security and then you want to have money for people that are retiring, right? But I didn't know that, and I was just had to bullshit my way through. I was like, well, if you just check your numbers, stay diligent. Stay <laughs> diligent! <laughs> Hope that more people die before they can actually. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Diligently kill old people. Like, yeah, so I was just like bullshitting my way through it. Luckily, I got uh, a real interview after that. And the one thing uh, that saved me on the phone is I was working at Paper Moon at the time, diner here in Baltimore. And uh, they're going through my resume, and they're like, oh, I see you work at uh, Paper Moon. And I hear this one voice just go, I love their turkey burgers. I was like, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'll give you all the turkey burgers. Yeah. So, yeah, so then I got the in-person interview, and that went well. And on my resume, I, I wrote that I like other interests or whatever. I wrote that I play in bands, and they were so into that. They were oh, just like, oh you play guitar, blah, blah. That's awesome. And I, like, I was like, my grandma told me to put that on there. And I was like, no, that's so dumb. Like, why would they care? Yeah. So I just put it on there. And, Everybody was like, after I started, they're like, yeah, they're all talking about it. Like, he plays guitar? Wow. Yeah, like, that's so funny, dude. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah. Psychology. How did you get into psychology? Obviously, other than going to school. You, most people who go into like a medical field, they always seem to have some stories like, well, I went into eye care because I've had glasses my entire life and uh, I want to understand uh, it. No, I don't. I, uh, I was in school and I like... I just didn't know what I wanted to do, and then, uh, I think it's just like everyone, like, I took a psych class, was like, this is interesting, <laughs> and then I, uh, my, like, the whole time I wanted to do research, 
And then uh, I started working in research. I did autism research, and I, like, hated it. And, That's uh, got to be a bum out. Uh, no, not that part. Like, I like working with kids, but, like, uh, I don't trust any research after work. Anytime, like, a, like, you read an article or a study, it's like, this is what we did. It's like, you did not do it like that. There's no way it went like, like, dude, like, I was like... Can you imagine doing research with, like, children with autism? They're just, like, running every... Like, nothing. They won't stop talking about trains. Yeah. (laughs) No, legit, like, uh, I won't say where I work because I just hated it so... And they hate... Like, they hated me. I got in (laughs) trouble. I got yelled at my first week there for talking too much, if you can believe that. And then... um, And then my third week there, I had to have an... uh, No, um, a meeting. I got called into a meeting with... Both of my immediate supervisors, and the first question was, um, I had no idea. I thought they were just, like, checking in. They were, like, I, I didn't know I was, like, in trouble. And they were, like, the first question, like, so, uh, how do you like working here? And I was, like, oh, dope. Like, uh, well, I, I didn't say dope. I was, like, oh, it's great. Like, I got my own desk. That's pretty cool. Like, I thought, like, I was, how about it? Yeah, I thought, like, they were just checking in. So I was trying to be playful. And they're, like, so, yeah, we heard that you have some problems with this job and that you didn't like some of the things we've asked you to do and I was like ah, I don't think that's true but Whoa. just some like dickhead who I work with Snitched like heard me say something like sarcastically and right. took it seriously and told my fucking bosses Jesus. which is like a theme in my life where people hear oh, me say things yeah, and then well, yeah anyway so I worked there and I fucking hated it and I didn't get into any like PhD programs and it was like a nightmare and then I just like found school psychology and I was like, that sounds dope. Like, you work uh, school hours. I get off summers. I get off winter break, spring break. And I get to work with kids, and it's awesome. So, yeah, that's how I did it. And, uh, yeah. So you didn't have intentions of being an actual psychologist at first until you were like, oh, doing research sucks. Yeah. I wanted, well, I, yeah, I wanted to work in academia, do research, like, uh, be a – and then also, like, yeah, a clinical psychologist. So, like, practice, do research. And then, like, everyone was like, Umar, like, you – Suck dick at listening to people. Like you <laughs> can't be like a school, like a clinical That's psychologist. What your professor said. Yeah, yeah. In my professional opinion. Yeah. You suck so I put that on my CV under my yeah. <laughs> under proficient at sucking dick at listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then I just applied to schools like programs, and uh, and I went to school for three years, and now I work. It's my first year working. Uh, so another three years of school. So what's that? Seven years? Or? I did seven years of. Oh, yeah, I did four years of undergrad and then three years of grad school. Oh, yeah. I, I can't imagine what the uh, school bills are or what's it school loan or uh, I don't know, I don't have them. I paid my my six years through community college by working. Oh right, shit! Right, right. Uh, well, I went to community college and then I got a lot of scholarships and grants. So undergrad was cheaper than community college, like the last two years. And then this is boring. But then um, I got school, uh, grad school paid for because I worked for on the I worked for the university I went to. Oh, that's great. Okay. Yeah, but I still have loans, but it's not bad. Yeah. That's not that bad. Yeah. Well, I all I hear is people talking about swimming in student loans, and I'm like, I don't know, dudes. I worked my way through school. I don't know. What well, I yeah. think Trump just took away loan forgiveness. Yeah, they're trying to. Which is a bummer because I qualify for it, so I wouldn't have to pay back. I'd only pay back like maybe half of it. Wow. Did you get Pell grants? I got those. No. Those were great. Yeah, I don't even know what the grants are. I, 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 didn't, I didn't know what it was either until I qualified for it. Like, I'm oh, not going to lie. Like, the amount of money that they'll just give you is insane. Like, it's pretty good. Just, like, 
They were like, they're uh, they're like, well, uh, these are the, this is what you qualify for. I was like, I'm gonna take all of that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and that's what I did, and uh, I don't regret it, but. Yeah, it's fine. I don't give a shit, dude. Yeah. I don't. It comes out of my bank account. I don't even think about it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was an idiot, too. I didn't even know what a grant was. And I was like, okay, so what's the interest line? Like, no, no, it's no, take you it. just and take it, like, yeah, and okay. give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it, then. Yeah, you're just a 17-year-old kid going, I need to go oh, to school, shit. and I don't know how I'm going to pay for this. Right, yeah. yeah. Problem? No, it was just cool. Uh, oh, Master of None season two. Yeah. Oh right, right. I hear it's very. Oh good. yeah, you don't like that show. I do like that oh, show. I, I, I like the show. A lot. Aziz, if you're listening, Josh <laughs> hates you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't oh. ever let him open for you yeah. at, oh, no. at the Baltimore oh, Arena. My sneaky. Oh my God! What the? Oh, fuck Aziz is just broke in. You're talking shit. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, no, I like the show. It's just there's little Aziz things that pop up that bother me. Like when, uh, what did he, he like spilled something and he's like, oh no, my sneaky. Yeah, he like, it's, yeah, it's like little like Aziz isms. Is this gonna get cut out too? I was talking about Aziz, I'm sorry. (laughs) Hey, Aziz, I'm not sorry. I can if I want. Aziz, I'm not sorry. Aziz, I'm not sorry. That's funny. Uh, You know, I had a, that alarm was heart pills, not Aziz going, oh no, the people are talking about me alarm. My ears are burning. Uh, I actually didn't watch any of Master of None. I hear it's good. It's fine. I just, Uh, when it came on, I was just like, I think it's still in my queue. I just had not said it. The acting is pretty bad, but uh, the content is, I'm a, a, you know, the content's also like hackneyed, but it's still fun to watch. There are some like really good moments though, like the wedding one, when he's envisioning what he would say to his chick. like, yeah, that is actually really good. Yeah, so uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's I mean, good, man. do you pro- uh, both as comedians do you sometimes have problems watching comedies and having to over criticize them? No, no, not really. If it's good, if it's good, <clears throat> fucking, I love it. It's I think inspiring. if anything, it has doing something has made me less critical of things only because I'm like, uh, it's so hard. To do right. like any kind of like show business business stuff, and it's like if you are anyone that can end up on Netflix or MTV or like why am I shitting on you? Yeah, like, it's like for me, it's either this is for me or this isn't for me. This does it for me. This doesn't. I'm not gonna be like this person sucks. Like even yeah. with like the hatred towards Nickelback, I just don't get it. Like right. they you, they make music you don't like. Who gives a shit? Like why do you have to shit on some? It's so weird. Yeah. I yeah. think it comes from people who don't do anything themselves. Well, I think it's just it's that when you have a meteoric rise like that, where you just become so popular so fast, mm-hmm. it's just, oh, I have to turn around and hate them now. And it's like, I've played old Nickelback songs for people because mm-hmm. um, yeah. they popped up on like some soundtrack I had, like a Dracula 2000 soundtrack or whatever. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I remember they were like a heavier band. And I've played yeah. them and they're like, oh, what, what is this? I'm like, it's Nickelback. Like, I've done the same thing with Smash Mouth. I've played Smash Mouth songs yeah. on the jukebox and they're like, oh, dude, what is this song? I'm like, it's Smash Mouth off Fushu Mang. And they're like, I yeah. didn't realize they had a good song. I, <laughs> yeah. I feel so bad. Oh, but I feel also, so dirty. Yeah, but what also people like don't realize is, is like any comedian or band that like quote unquote makes it like they have some level of talent and also they worked really hard it's not like they just came out of nowhere yeah it's very rare that somebody is gonna get to that level without being talented yeah like even like Aziz like he was doing Santa for like I think almost 10 years before his first special came out and everyone acted like he was like 
just this brand new comic and right. you know what I mean I mean he definitely came up quicker than most people but For sure and I think he was just so young he was young and yeah. he like yeah knows how to appeal to millennials and I think it was also like he, he went viral for knowing like doing a story about Kanye didn't he uh, was it one of his big yeah. first big things? Well, so people looked at that no, and, got, and went. Well, it was yeah. like Human Giant, I think, which got him. Human Giant, and then all those big. Randy videos from um, the Funny People movie. Yeah. yeah, see, I never saw the Randy stuff. I've seen some of the Human Giant stuff. I never saw any of the Randy yeah. stuff. I've heard about it. I mean, like, he was just smart. He like he yeah yeah he used the internet. Yeah, it was good. That's all you gotta do. Use the internet. Use, use <laughs> yeah. the internet. Oh, man. just use the internet and go viral. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. just go viral. Guys. Well, that's just funny. funny. Like our buddy works for a video <laughs> production company, and sometimes Josh and I will be asked to like help write commercials to make them funny. Yeah. And he's like, okay, so this company wants us to make a video that's gonna go viral. It's like, what the fuck? That's like so fucking stupid. Yeah. That like, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like not how the world works. Right. It's like saying, hey, we're, we want to make something successful. It's like, okay, well, but we actually yeah. did get something on Upwork. So that was cool. Yeah. What what, what was that? One? It was like the climate change video with the. Oh, that was, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So when you guys write, uh, let's talk about that real quick. Writing for this production company, uh -huh. you just knew the guy and do it. Like, had you like when he approached you, did he say, "Hey, I want you to help me write this"? And did you go, "I don't think we're qualified for that"? Uh, no, no, I don't know. He, was I like, was, he said there was free pizza, and I was like, "Say no Yeah, more. and we're we there. didn't even know we were gonna get paid, but we got pretty paid. Yeah, we got paid for yeah. that gig. That was dope. No, it's it's kind of yeah. a dream scenario. You sit, oh. around, you sit around with like smart, funny people at a table, like three or four people, and you just throw out ideas. Oh, dude, yeah. The last time, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can say because yeah. of my job. Yeah, you're having good times. We were having good times, and yeah. um, so then we go to the writer. We go to the room to write. Like we're in this boardroom, and uh, yeah. you know I'm having real good times. Josh is having good times. Uh -huh. There's pizza. I eat like five pieces of pizza. <laughs> So we're walking over there, and uh, Umar's like, I only have like two pieces of pizza. I had so much pizza as of late. <laughs> Cut to him laying on the floor. He's like, I had five pieces of pizza. <laughs> and, and, like, then, and they're like, are you guys having good times? Like, yeah. What gave it away? <laughs> yeah, but it was also funny because like, uh, dude, we threw out. We were there for like two hours, and then we, and then even like on Facebook, we were throwing out joke after joke after joke after yeah. joke and premise. They used one fucking dumb joke, and well, we got paid for it. And often they don't use the best one. Well, they like, can't because yeah. it's a company, so it has to be pretty like unbranded. Yeah, like milk toast kind of humor. It's like you can't make fun of the consumer and you know stuff like that. So. Did you know that going into it, or was one of those like you threw out an inappropriate joke and like, yeah, no, no, that's not gonna fly. Yeah, well, uh, so our buddy Chris, he took down a bunch of the ideas, and then like I think the companies will give guidelines too of like you know don't disparage the product or something like that, you know. So, but it, otherwise, it's pretty fucking loose. Yeah, yeah. but it's like a bunch of like fucking stupid, like I don't know. It's just people making decisions that don't know anything about like what's funny, and like. I don't know. Like, I just, I always just think of it like if I watched this. So they, these commercials were going on YouTube. It was like those ads you could skip. I was like, I would skip this in a heartbeat. And like, you know, we're trying to write stuff that's funny. Yeah. But I guess like to them, they're like, they have to like walk on eggshells. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, no, yeah. well, in their interest, they don't want anybody to look at it. They don't want somebody to see the commercial and then have a negative opinion towards it. 
Yeah, but I don't think they would. They just get super nervous. Yeah, 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 exactly. Where it's like, well, now you just made us make a commercial that everyone's going to skip. Yeah, and then, yeah, it ends up being, like, very vanilla, too. Because what do we... We did one for... Um, it was, like, the most interesting man, but it was, like, the most interesting man that, like, works in an office or something like that. Oh, I don't even remember. And I remember one of my jokes that got in was, like, uh, he... When he... Points, he calls it a PowerPoint or something like yeah. that, or like PowerPoint or fingers or something like that. So parodying basically the Dosaki commercials. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah, I've done a couple of those punch ups and stuff like that through people. Never in a room. They were just like, "Hey, here's the script. Yeah, right. What can right. you do? Or hey, we, here's the idea that we want. What can you come around with it?" And I was like, uh, "I've done it." Also, I've written commercials because I work in radio, so it's like they do. Yeah. But one, yeah. the one of the videos I've done for for somebody. They just basically wanted that a viral video. Yeah. I was like, all right, well here's, all right, well here's what it is. You can uh, do uh, like all the all the super villains. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was an office full of super villains. So it's like Darth Vader and uh, uh, Rick Al- uh, Alan Rickman's character from Die Hard. And oh, I just wrote cool. this quick little three page thing. It's like uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, I don't think we can get any of these actors. It's like no, no, it's parody law. You just yeah. make it. You make them look like that person. They're yeah. like. Uh, tell us more about parody law. Like, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, not even close. Legal Zoom. That's where we need to go to get this answer. Yeah. Right, damn dude. It'd be so great if you didn't add for Legal Zoom right there. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, this podcast is sponsored by. Uh, well, all right. Let's talk about that. Since we're talking about comedy, you're talking about jobs. Uh-huh. Do the people you work with know that you yes. do stand up? Because they knew yeah. you were in bands before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started doing improv, which they kind of like didn't. That's what I started doing first, and they kind of didn't understand that. And then like it got into stand up, so they're definitely more aware of it. And then uh, when uh, I got to interview Pat Oswalt for my podcast, they all know about that too because I had to leave work to do that. So. Well, that was yeah. Not only did you leave work, but. Uh, the situation around it because I was following along with the Twitter on conversation because Twitter, yeah, yeah. basically what happened was you just sent a random a, a random tweet at Pat Nozzle I'm like hey uh, while you're in town yeah. do you want to do a podcast so he was at Common Ground which is a, a, coffee, a shop. coffee shop here in, in my neighborhood and he tweeted to John Waters but not really like not like at John Waters but he just said hey John Waters I'm at your altar ready to worship you and included the picture and my buddy screen captain sent it to me and I was like, holy shit. So I was like, I just subtweeted him through that. And I was like, hey, uh, I'm not John Waters, but if you do my podcast, I'll bring you a weird guy with a mustache or something like that. <laughs> and he responded and said, like, okay, how soon can you get here? And I was like, holy shit. That's, God, that feeling must have been amazing. It was incredible. Because it was like this, like, we we're sitting around. It was like me, my manager, my team leader, and like a couple other people. So it's like four or five of us. We're having a meeting on like, you know, like, oh, do we have the funds for fiscal 16? Let's go over the blah, blah, And I'm like, I'm openly not paying attention because I'm on my phone like, holy fuck. Yeah. And then so I'm like, uh, all right, uh, I, I have to say something. And I think everybody thought that I was going to say like, my grandma's dead or something. Because <laughs> like, like my eyes are big and I'm like on yeah. my phone. And I, there were so many things to say, like what a podcast was, who Pat Oswalt was. And I was just yeah. like, um, does anybody know who Pat Oswalt is? And they're like, ah. Yeah, 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 and then it's like uh, he was on King of Queens, and then uh, one person I work with, she's like, "Oh yeah, I remember him." And I was like, "Yeah, see, yeah, he's real. I, I gotta go. I have an internet radio <laughs> show. He wants to do it because I I didn't even try to say podcast." And luckily, my manager was cool, and she was like, "All right, remember us, little people." And like, yeah, I was gone. So, so well, you also it was like basically your co-host at the time was tweeting back to him because you were in the meeting and didn't know it was 
that he had responded, so, right? So, no. So, so at the time, Mike Moran didn't even know about it. So I called Mike Moran and I was like, hey. Uh, was oh, like, Mike was the one that was yeah, in the dark. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember like, one of you guys didn't know what was yeah, happening. Yeah, no. So I was doing everything. And then like I called Mike. I was like, hey, get to Common Ground. Uh, we're going to interview Patton Oswalt. Uh, just fucking get there as soon as possible. And he goes, well, I'm at the gym. <laughs> uh, should I shower? And like, Mike, do what you gotta fucking do. Pat and I was like, like <laughs> it was so funny. Should I shower? <laughs> I thought you were gonna be like, he's gonna, he said, who's Pat? <laughs> yeah, that's which would not have been out of line. Oh man, dude, uh, that's so fun. I remember, uh, I love that shit. Like, like how. Because I've gotten, like, pretty awesome gig. I think, like, the biggest gig I've ever done, I got through Facebook. Yeah. And uh, when I got the response from Hassan Minaj from The Daily Show, he was like, yeah, man, I would love for you to open. Who just did the correspondence dinner, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I was in a, um Apple store waiting for my fucking phone to get fixed. And I was, like, in such a bad mood. But I was, like, oh, waiting for my computer to get fixed. And, uh... You're what? My computer, oh, okay, <laughs> or something to get fixed. Um, and uh, I just remember I was sitting on the Apple Store's laptop, and I got a message from him saying I could do his show. It was like this sold-out show for like 850 people, and I just remember going, "Holy fuck! Holy fuck! Oh my god!" Yeah. And this guy runs over. Watch your mouth, dude. This is a family establishment. I was like, okay, sorry. Apple store? Yeah, that's what he said. This is a family business. What the fuck? He was furious. And is then. It's the guy that works there? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, yeah. And, and like, I mean, honestly, you can't say, I mean, I, what am I going to say? Like, oh, I just got uh, news that I'm opening up for Hustin Minaj. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But that's also the best, like, because the people. It's like, look, I don't care what you and Nicki Minaj do. Yeah. Like, Get out. <laughs> <laughs> like the the people I work with, like they know I do comedy and they love it, and they think like it's funny because like uh, um, a bunch of other school psychs have come to see me, but nobody like who, but you know we don't work in the same buildings. Like uh, I really want like my some of my coworkers to come see me, but like yesterday I was like, hey Miss uh, blah blah blah, you you should come to my show tonight, and I work with mostly like black women, and she was like. Mm. What kind of crowd is it going to be? And I was like, um, what do you mean? She's like, is it going to be mixed? I was like, do you mean are there going to be black people there? Yeah. And I was, and she was like, yeah. And I was like, uh, maybe? Yeah. And she was like, nah, I don't If know. you're there, there will be. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, my brother will be there. Yeah. He's confused. He looks black. black. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but no, no, they like it, but they've never come see me. But also, the kids know that I do stand-up, the high school kids. And I was in a classroom one time. And the teacher goes, hey, did you guys know Mr. Khan's a comedian? I was oh. like, God, why would you tell black city high school kid? Because one, no way am I going to be funny to them. Nope. No Never. fucking way. Literally, all she did is tell the kids, don't find anything he says funny from here on out. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. And then they were that like. girls in the class like, that goofy ass bitch. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, he's so, bo- what, what did she say? Something to the equivalent that I'm so boring. Right. She said, you're so dull. That's what she said. Literally, like, you're so dull. Dull hurts more than boring. Oh, for sure. And then dull. she goes, tell us some jokes. And I was like, oh. yeah. And I was like, no, it doesn't work that way. Come on. Come yeah, on. And I was like, I've no. She's like, come on. You got any videos? And I was like, dude, I'm not going to show you your 
you're a, a kid. Yeah. I'm not showing you my video. Right. And then she she goes, uh, you probably tell like white people jokes. <laughs> and I was like, what are white people jokes? Like, I don't know, you probably make jokes about the moon and stars. <laughs> That's incredible. Which is moon. so funny because Rory Scoville does a joke about the moon. It's one of my favorite oh, bits yeah. ever. I love that. The day moon bit. Yeah. yeah and yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, actually, I pretty much do tell white people jokes, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah. And then so, yeah, people know that I do comedy. It's it's fine. I don't care. Parents know that I do it. Yeah. I, it, it does suck when there's the thing of like, oh, well, tell some jokes. That's the worst. I, I had it once where uh, we were having a pizza party at work because we're adults. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were sitting... Was this a- after the ice cream social? Yeah, exactly. We have those two. Uh, <laughs> so we were, we were sitting like at a bunch of like long tables, but for some reason the long tables were in like a square. So everybody's kind of facing each other, and it was kind of weird. And yeah. like, people were chatting a little bit, but I think people felt like they were on the spot because everybody was like looking at each other. Mm. And... Uh, this woman that I work with, um, who's nice, but like kind of not all there. She goes, uh, well, Josh, why don't you tell some jokes for us? And mind you, it's like 11 a.m. And I'm like, ah, nah, it's not really how it works. You know, yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then she goes, no, just do some jokes. And I'm like, God. Now, like, there's a reason yeah. comedy clubs aren't open at 11 a.m. And they're yeah. not in conference rooms with fucking yeah, 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 fluorescent yeah. lights. And then she does a third lap with me. God. And then she acted like I was the asshole. I'm like, no, I, I don't. And then she's like, oh, fine. I just thought you'd want to. <laughs> no, I'm like, no. <laughs> How awkward that would be. Yeah. God. I know. So, I... like, flat and weird. And... Yeah, but I also have to be like, uh, I kind of have to like guard. I don't know, because I work with kids in schools that I have to like be careful of like. You don't want a parent to see it. Can't a parent see it? Or, like, I can't, uh, you know, like talk about specifically. Uh, what you, have, do. you ever? Uh, I I think the people you work with are a little more real, so you can oh. kinda, you can fuck around. But yeah. like being in an office culture, I work with people that are like, like most of mindless. most of not mindless, but like that fake of like, hey, bum, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, it's like that thing. professional front. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so um, professional front sounds like the worst punk rock band. Oh, ever. dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Uh, so I work with this one chick, and she was just like, she was "We're very, professional front. This is uh, first song. It's called Sensitivity Training." <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we're not gonna start. Is, is that okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, now just the fellas. That's how you identify yeah. yourself. <laughs> now for the people who identify as male. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, uh, we got our album on sale uh, called uh, "It's Going." <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, but she was just very, like, very, like, backhanded compliment, kind of, like, shitty, and uh, she would, like, say stuff where it's, like, she thinks she's being nice. She's like, well, when I do it, I do it this way, and they're basically saying, like, you're an idiot, here's how I do it. Mm. And one time, uh, so the way our cubicles were set up was, like, there was, like, eight of us, so, like, two rows of four, and we were all talking about something and uh, like working on some project and somebody goes like, oh, good job, Josh, because I have some project I was working on. And I was like, ah, no big deal. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut, right? Mm. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. And then it kind of dies down. And then uh, this chick, she goes, well, actually, and I'm like, fucking here we go. I could just let it lay there. Yeah. She goes, wouldn't it be easier for a squirrel to find a nut because it's blind and its sense of smell is heightened? 
And like before oh, she's even Jesus. done talking, it's like, all right, Cindy, how about we blind you and see how fast you get a sandwich from the cafeteria? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like a bigger gal too. <laughs> so like, well, she's more likely to find a sandwich than that day. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then so like, there's just kind of like people laugh and they're like. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I'm kidding. But like, you forget. It's just like, don't fucking come at me. Like, I will destroy you. Oh, like, dude, I you? fucking, uh, I had to make an apology uh, when I worked at that shitty research job. And I was still doing stand-up. And uh, um, I used, to, we used to have like, you know, like whenever people had birthdays, we'd fucking, there'd be a birthday card out. And, you, and I would always just write something funny or like whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, my buddy Klaus, they were celebrating... Uh, they were throwing like a baby shower for him and his wife, and um, and also they are doing a, a first birthday for his son, and uh, and I knew like I know his family. We're close. Me and Klaus used to like hang out sometimes, and uh, <clears throat> like I guess like I didn't know it was like a fancy card. I didn't know how it worked, and I ended up writing on the cover of it like on the oh, front, and I wrote no. something super shitty. It was like for his son's card. And uh, yeah, I wrote, um, I wrote like, hey Jonah, uh, uh, I hope you, uh, um, something like, I hope like you enjoyed your time in the sun because uh, no one's going to care about you anymore now that you have a little brother or something like that. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And like, and, um, and the woman who bought the card comes into my office and just starts yelling at me in oh. front of all my coworkers. Holy shit. And and was like, she's like, you need to fix this. And I was like, well, what the fuck do you want me to do? Yeah. And here's a dollar thirty nine. Buy a new car. Yeah. She's yeah. like, I went and spent money on this car. I spent so much time picking out this car. I was like, lady, who gives a fuck? Like, wow. He doesn't give a shit. And then. Yeah. When I told Klaus that, he got so mad at her. Right. And he was like, yeah, I read it and it was hilarious. Right, right. And his wife thought it was super inappropriate that she did that and uh, she made me cover it up with like stickers. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is a good fix though. Oh, totally. <laughs> but still, so stupid. She was yeah. like, this is something special for me. It's like, bitch, it's just a card. Yeah, also- Like, I don't give a fuck. And then you have to, like, that's the worst part. Like, you have to pretend to care about yeah. shit, like, at your job. You're yeah. just like, oh, right. Yeah, luckily, my managers are, like, really cool. Yeah. My, my first manager was just, like, a very by-the-book guy. Yeah. Like, I remember, I like, if I would go to the bathroom, I would come back, and there would be a sticky note on my desk that says, like, come see me. And then there would also be an email that says, like, come see me. And then I'd have a voicemail. Like, dude, I was gone for, like, five minutes. And then it would be about, like, nothing, you know? And uh, he would do that with other people, too. Like, make a big deal out of stuff. I remember he's like, well, we need to talk to Larry. Where's Larry? I was like, uh, I don't know. He's away from his desk. I'm sure he'll be back. <laughs> and then, <laughs> cut to, uh, his name was Mark. Mark's in the hall. He's walking down the hall towards my desk. He goes, Larry's in the John. Yeah. Like, Did you go hunt him down in the bathroom? Like, he's going to come back. That's so funny. <laughs> I, you know what I like? I like pushing, like, I like pushing, like, the limit at my job and I think people would just get too uptight like you can't say that she's our boss right. and I'm like no dude she's a normal person and she's like hilarious right right like right. I really like my boss at this job that's cool and uh she's like the head of like school psych so I just like fuck with them all the time I was like running late to like a s- school psychologist like like all 150 of us were having like professional development in one place and I was running late because I wanted to get coffee 
and uh, I was driving on the way over and I just took a selfie of me in the car with my coffee mm-hmm. and I was like uh, <laughs> I sent it I emailed both of the top like people who were head of school psychology I was like hey guys um, can you just uh, do me a favor and see if there's a microwave um, I don't like I got a coffee and it's just getting uh, lukewarm and I want to heat it up when I get there mm-hmm. and everyone's like you can't send that and they both thought it was like hilarious and then like and, uh, and then, like, so then my, uh, it was so funny, my um, supervisor, like, she likes being funny, and she would come over to me and my buddy Miles, mm-hmm. and she would, like, tell us a joke, like, mm-hmm. whisper it, like, as the speaker was speaking, and if we laughed, then she would say it out loud. <laughs> it uh, was uh, so funny. She, like, like open mic Yeah, she was guys. open micing us and then testing it out. Yeah. It was the best. And, like, uh... Like, in meetings, I just dropped the F-bomb and stuff, and everyone's like, <gasps> and then I went like, dude, she cusses too. She says fuck all the time. And then she goes, I forgot what she said, but it was just like, yeah, nobody gives a shit. Everyone, yeah. like, I hate how, like, everyone pretends like they don't, like, do shit at home. Yeah, but you have to feel it out, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just think people are too cautious. I don't know. What well, do you feel like that the coworkers you work with don't have a life outside of work like they have family they have work mm-hmm. and that's it yeah. and they just seem to be the ones that are the most uptight no I, I luckily like the crew that I work with is pretty good um, and they seem to have their things I guess but like yeah they're just kind of content have kids like go to work come home go to Ravens games on Sunday and shit like that okay. you know I mean? so they have lives outside of their jobs because I've worked I in radio so. I've never really worked offices I've worked in radio and we have that office environment yeah. of like sales staff and, and the, you know like the people who uh, schedule commercials and yeah, do all that kind of right, stuff right, there's a right. whole office environment of those people that do payroll and stuff yeah. and it's very much the the cards and cake and fluorescent yeah. lights and cubicles right, and those right. people are nothing like the rest of us that work in radio. Yeah, you know, like they yeah. are the office drones and they're boring and they're milquetoast right, right. people. They might as yeah. well like work wherever. It doesn't matter. Exactly, yeah. and it's all the same in the world. And right. occasionally, us, a uh, you know, occasionally Lady Gaga comes to the building, and that's their most excited. Like they're the ones who are more excited for anyone than all of us in the business. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, As a real quick aside, uh, the Lady Gaga thing made me think of uh, we went to uh, Mount Vernon Marketplace last night. It's like this like big like wide open uh, space with like a bunch of restaurants and bars and stuff. And uh, we were grabbing a beer, and I guess it was like right after happy hour. And the yeah. bartender, he I swear to God, he had like a very like well cropped beard, and all of it bedazzled. It wasn't bedazzled. It was like glitter. Yes, it I was, saw him yesterday. It was dyed. Yeah, yeah. So or it's, two like, days it's ago. yeah, it's like this like bright electric blue, and then like like oh, like maroon no. on the yeah. side, and had glitter <clears throat> in it and stuff. And he was he was actually really nice. So we go up to the bar, and like he had just got done the rush. And he's like, "I'll be with you guys in one second. I just had to deal with all these people." I was like, "Dude, no problem. I'm sure." It was, were you the only one? It was probably like fucking crazy. He's like. Oh. Was it crazy? It was like rah 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 rah. Then <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he goes, that's Lady Gaga. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I don't have glitter in my beard, but I know it's Lady Gaga. He thinks he knows the most popular song on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. I love though how he's acting like he found some niche shit. You know what I mean? That's Lady Gaga. <laughs> he hipstered you, yeah. He hipstered yeah. you on the most popular artist in America. Right Yo, now. Yeah. I'm on that Lady Gaga tip, okay? <laughs> uh, maybe you've heard of her. She just did like this thing called the Super Bowl halftime. Yeah. I don't know if you checked it out. Oh, speaking of put, like we were talking about putting your foot in your mouth at work, uh, this year I was in a meeting. So, like, a big part of my job is I do uh, 
testing for special education to see if kids meet like the requirements for like or the um uh like uh what the fuck is it i can like i just I'm, i don't know how to do my job yeah <laughs> uh if they meet the if they meet eligibility for like things like adhd learning disabilities blah 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 so mm-hmm. grandmother came in she was concerned so we had a meeting it was me the grandmother and the speech pathologist who is an orthodox jewish woman uh really nice and uh, i work with a lot of orthodox jewish women i love it uh they're great and uh <clears throat> i have two stories about that so like one Actually, just yes. Two days ago, we're in a meeting. It's two mom, uh, a mom, a grandmother. They're black, and uh, and then it's uh, two Jewish women. Uh, they're not Orthodox, but they're Jewish. And uh, and I kept cutting them off because our meetings just go so long for no reason. And I know how to speed it up. I know just what you need to say. I can explain everything like easily to parents. Yeah. And uh, and then they gave they gave me shit for cutting them off, and I was like, sorry, sorry. And they're like, it's okay, we feel bad for him. He works with all women, like looking at the parents. And I was like, not only women, Jewish women. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, they're kind of mouthy. <laughs> and like the black women were like, uh oh, we gotta get out of here. Oh I'm gonna my kill you. That's great. And like we have such a good rapport. That's awesome. And then so that one went over well. The other one. Okay. I thought we were on the same level. Not so much. So uh, me and the speech polish, we talked to this grandmother and uh, um, and Ab, the grandmother was like, oh, I didn't get your guys' names. What's your name? And I was like, oh, I'm Umar. And she was like, mm, what's your last name? I'm not going to remember that. And I was like, uh, Mr. Khan. And she was like, mm, I'm going to call you Mr. C. I was like, oh, that's Mr. K. Mm-hmm. And then, so then Miss, uh, the other woman says her name. It begins with a B. And she's like, you can just call me Mrs. B. And uh, the grandma was like, I'm not going to call you Mrs. B. Because that's how kids like say, a, like, bitch. They're like, yeah. you're a B. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, you know, when she's having a rough day, I call her a real Mrs. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, the grandmother thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And the woman was pissed. She was like, and then this was her oh. response. She was like, Mr. Khan thinks he's a comedian. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> This is bitch. I thought that was gonna crush. <laughs> so good because it was already established. It means bitch. You're like, let me just go one step. Yeah, 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 yeah. Explicitly said. Yeah. I just like. I think like sometimes like when you do that, it like puts parents at ease. Like, oh, this dude's real. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it, it's that's an uh, interesting thing because I've noticed a difference moving the. Starting comedy here and then moving to Boston. Uh-huh. We are such a diverse city here compared to everyone else in the world. Like, oh, we got- fuck Boston. No, I love Boston comedy. Uh, the scene is great. Everyone there is super nice. Yeah, you came to visit a few months ago. But, yeah, I did twice, uh, two separate years. Everyone, the, the scene is awesome. It is a tough crowd to figure out. Oh, yeah. It, they are, they're very liberal and uptight about a lot of things, which is interesting. Yeah, um, that's how DC is. But see, I've always loved DC. Every time I go to DC, everything yeah. I do always seems to go over better. Really? But uh, I can see how it could be a little more uh, uptight and liberal. Like I don't not I don't push boundaries. I don't really say that many offensive things now. Yeah. No, like no, before no. when I started, we all started saying offensive shit. But yeah. do you as as you do you as Baltimore comics? Do you yeah. guys as Baltimore comics when you go into other cities? Do you find that like wow, like 
Yeah. Because we we have diversity. Uh-huh. We work amongst black people, Jewish uh-huh. people, uh-huh. different people, uh-huh. like, well across the spectrum. Yeah. Like, working in Baltimore City is a yeah. lot different than working in Baltimore County, and there's uh-huh. a reason for that. Because uh, we have different ethnicities going. Actually, I would areas. say Baltimore County is actually more diverse than the city. Okay. I think diversity here means white and black. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where, but I get what you're saying. Well, yeah, there's a there's a broader spectrum of people in the county than the yeah. city. But we work among, amongst people of color. Like right. here, I've been saying for a long time in Boston is like I'm in ba- I'm from Baltimore. We live amongst our black people. Boston, they hide them away. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So it's like in people in ba- like people in Boston is like, oh, Dennis is from Baltimore. He he hung around real black folk. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, uh, they call them folk. Yeah. Like when white people call black people folk, that's terrible. Black, no, it was black people who say that. Oh. Like really? the black community was like, oh no no, Dennis is like legit. Dennis knows about <laughs> legit black people. Yeah. Like well, me and guys talk about trap houses like it's like it's second nature and like right. they're, yeah. they're, everyone's asking why you wear a do rag inside. I'm like, so you don't get lines in your head like yeah. I know oh. that I well, it, I think the difference between like even DC I think Boston's more uptight than DC mm. and I think the difference is is like Boston is a well there's also a lot of transplants in Boston yep huge and that's uh, what makes Boston the liberal good city it is in my opinion people who come may, there for yeah. work or who come there from college and stay uh-huh. are the liberals because the rest of Massachusetts yeah. might as well be the south with a different accent so, right. and so that's the thing I've yeah. only been in Boston in the summer so those kids weren't there so I think I was performing to those the Boston kind of hit people and uh, the thing is is they are liberal but they're like racist still and then so they don't want to look racist so a lot of my material I was doing I talk about race and I think it made them uncomfortable or mad and so it took me a while to figure out like oh okay yeah they're liberal but they're like those liberals who don't hang out with like other Right. People who hang out with my like the worst like, type. Where the it's worst. Like, I'm yeah. upset on behalf of them. Yeah, These yeah, people yeah, I yeah. don't see. <laughs> exactly. And so that's what I think the, the issue is, right? Like, yeah. I think that's what I felt. Same way. Like, but... Yeah, Democrats in the South are fucking racist. Like, they're fucking pieces of shit sometimes. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. Well, just because Demo- you're... A, yeah, yeah, anywhere. Yeah. There's pieces of shit everywhere. Like, to think that, like, the North is, like, this beacon of yeah. sensitivity and... Openness. Yeah, I grew up in... In the county, which in Baltimore, Maryland is very liberal, and uh, my I remember my friends' parents like I grew up with all white people in the county, and uh, um, it was like clear like my friend one of my friends' mom was like I wouldn't say she was racist, but she was definitely prejudiced and definitely had like yeah maybe some I don't know she was scared of like black people and her kids like taking up that culture actually most of the, the like so that's why like a lot of the kids got sent to private schools because they didn't want their kids going to school with black right. kids which is like they'll say shit like well oh, they're better school it's like no school that teaches um uh creationism over uh, evolution is a better school oh my god they were going to schools like that yeah Whoa. See, well, I went to, to Catholic school. I went to Catholic school, and I went to public school, and I started sex ed uh, education early, like sixth grade. Like we had a little bit of sex ed education fifth in Catholic grade. school, oh. fifth grade, and then sixth grade in middle school and public school. When I switched to public school, we yeah. had it, yeah. and I find out that I had the most liberal, well-taught schools because uh-huh. uh, I did. Uh, we never taught creationism. They taught religion and stuff like that, but they yeah. still taught us evo- evolution there yeah, a little uh, bit. Good. Uh, we had a really in-depth. Uh, sex ed classes in, yeah. in public school and I when I hear about the things that other people have I'm like how did you not learn the ram's head or something yeah. like that you know yeah we uh, no I remember my sex ed it was oh, uh, boy. they only talked about um, 
abstinence. Abstinence was the only really? thing. See, we did not. Abstinence. My teachers were all we about, pro, they were pro-condoms. Because Eastern, where you grew up, is kind of conservative, right? Yeah, and it seemed like they were just using like a way outdated thing. Like, we watched a movie from like the 70s <gasps> to explain uh, sex. Oh, excuse me. Whoa, and, that's uh, crazy. And it was, it was actually really funny. Because so it's like this kid, he has a wet dream, right? Yeah. But he wakes up. And he's like, oh no. Like he lifts up his blanket. <laughs> yes. Like, and there is. It's like, just a flood coming out. <laughs> I swear to God, at the foot of his bed, it looks like somebody pissed on it. He's like, it happened again. Like, what did you like come out of your toes? <laughs> Dude, I think you could find that shit on YouTube now. Yeah, because it was amazing too. Because so it was like everything after that too was like this heightened extreme yeah. thing. So he's like, trying to wash the sheets because he's all embarrassed and his mom's going he's like no don't come here like he's washing then he gets oh to school and he, he's at his locker and he's like getting shit out of his locker and this girl comes up behind him she's like hey Billy and he's like oh and he like he like leans into the locker what? and she's like you're being weird he's like oh I'll see you later and his friend's like what was that he's like I got a boner like just her, just, just her saying like hi and he's like oh no God. and so he's all confused about sex and then his class goes on uh, um, they go on a field trip to the zoo yeah and uh, there's there's uh, the animals are having sex, and the guy, one of the guys that works there, he, he sees that the kid's confused, and the kid like asks a question, and the the fucking guy that's like cleaning up the pens, he he like has this broom, and he's like, I've seen a lot of sex in my day. <laughs> it was so weird. It was so weird. Yo, that is. I remember seeing something like that, or talking about wet dreams, and not really getting. I've never had one. Ever? No, nope. neither did I. What? Oh my god, I was. But so they made it sound. Okay. They made it sound like in school that it was like, it's gonna happen tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's gonna happen every day until you have sex, yeah. dude. I okay. So I remember, yeah, talking about wet dreams and like my, I had a. F- so we used to hang out uh, with my friend's older brother. He was like four years older than us, and he's like the one. Like he showed us like. Playboys when we were like fourth grade and yeah. stuff. Like it was really cool. Like and like he. uh we, I remember like he like really cool. yeah he, we I, I remember like I took a puff of a cigarette in fourth grade Damn. like and I felt so guilty what about a, it oh yeah oh, I was like that too I remember I stole something and it oh, like dude I like yeah yeah it wrecked me I was like oh who, who even am I I like remember <laughs> like wanting yeah I had such a conscious like conscience when I was young yeah. and I mean I still do but I uh, I remember like we had a sleepover and I woke up and my like shorts were soaked. Dream, dude. Mm-hmm. So I'm like telling everyone I had a wet dream, and they're like, "How do you know?" And uh-huh. I was like, "Yeah, well, I woke up and my shorts were soaked." They're like, "Okay." And my friend's older brother was like, "What do you mean soaked?" And I was like, "Yeah, they were just like completely wet." Amazing. And he was like, "He was like, dude, you pissed yourself." Yeah. Yeah. I was like 13 years old. 100 percent pissed yourself. Yeah, that was bragging about it. Literally Check told it everybody. having a conscious like I used to I thought masturbating because like I grew up in like a Muslim household like I thought it was like gross and dirty and you're not supposed to do it even though like I think I was an atheist I just felt like my parents would not be proud of me if I did it so I didn't masturbate until I was 16 Whoa. yeah I wow, did it super late yeah I did it a couple times and then like I just stopped because like I would masturbate and I would like ch- I literally would shower afterwards because I felt yeah. so gross about it wow yeah I masturbated like super early on, but not knowing it. Yeah. And like, I remember. Uh, what do you mean not knowing? You thought you like invented a new game? Yeah. No, no, it was it was at uh, um, 
at daycare. Like I didn't come or anything, but when we had at nap, daycare, yeah, when we had nap time. I remember we we're sleeping on the cots, and yeah. I like I would be on my stomach and dry like, hump the, the cots. not dry humping, but I would just kind of like rock back and oh, forth yeah, on yeah, my yeah, dick, yeah. and I was like, this feels great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to do. Knowing. I used to do something similar when I was a kid, uh, and. To tell, uh, I don't know how old I was, but I remember Twin Peaks was on the air. Okay, that's how young I was. Yeah, because right. I remember Twin Peaks. I was not old enough to watch it. I yeah. should not have been watching it, but right. I totally was. Yeah, that's I remember, awesome. uh, you know, getting a boner as a kid and not knowing what it was, uh-huh. and like laying there in bed and just like, like flexing my boner muscle <laughs> yeah. and watching my pants move. And I remember getting up and going, "Here's like, look, I can move things without my hands. <laughs> look at, I'm, I'm a fucking god. Look at this. I can move my pants without using my hands. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's awesome. That uh, was crazy. I think but. back to like. It must have been so obvious what I was doing on, on that cot, too. I'm just like, ooh, this is my little seat. Yeah. And I was like, what is this kid doing? Like, <laughs> like so obviously. Like, just rolling around yeah, on, his, on yeah, his boner. Yeah, and, exactly. Oh, and then so, yeah, so I didn't start masturbating until I was 16. So there, and I am not, like, exaggerating at all. Like, you need to come. Like, you have to release, oh, yeah. like, your body. So... I hope that's all he puts in for you. Like, so where do you work? You're like, you need to come. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you got. You got to put all that. Yeah. Yeah, like, anytime, you, like, you, like, Umar, so what do you, like, you need to come. Like, every time it's the same yeah. clip. So where'd you go to school? You need to uh, come. I, so I wasn't masturbating, and I remember being uh, in 10th grade. And I had a wet dream every night for literally a month. Yeah, see, I, I was... Every night. And it was like a nightmare because it was just like, fuck. And I like I remember just having like, I went through so many boxers. And it's like, my parents are going to know. Yeah. And then so I stopped sleeping without boxers. And then I even thought about like stealing my parents' condoms and just sleeping with condoms, condoms on. <laughs> because I was... Like, it was so <laughs> humiliating. And that's when I learned how to do my own laundry, which is still pretty late, 10th grade. But, like, oh, yeah, yeah. like yeah, because I was like, I had to wash my sheets and shit. Like, oh, it was so, it was a nightmare. Yeah, now, I'm, all I'm picturing is a um, train spotting S scene of you coming down the steps with your your sheets going, oh, here, I'll wash them. And you're like, no, no, I got it. No, here, I'll do it yeah, for you. Yeah, and then pour, yeah. and just <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Oh, dude. But then once I started masturbating and watching porn, I was like, oh, this is dope. <laughs> Why did I hate, feel, and then the as soon I started dating a girl, like around that same time, and she was like really self-conscious and she was like, you don't watch porn, do you? And I was like, sometimes. She's like, and then she like started legit crying, which should have been an immediate like, oh, this person is fucked. <laughs> oh. And uh, and I was like, okay, I'll stop, I'll stop. And I like our whole three year relationship, I just lied to her, and I was like watching porn like every day. Like, yeah. what kind of insane? My last girlfriend did the same thing, and I was like, yeah. are you crazy? I, I can't watch porn. Yeah, the other night I was Karen's like, I'm tired. It's like, but I wanna. She's like, just jerk off. I'm like, next to you? Yeah. She's like, I'm tired. I've never done that. And I was like, well, I mean, I have to like, nah, I'm not going to do that. She's like, why? It's like, because I'd have to watch porn. Yeah. It'd be so awkward. Yeah, I've <laughs> never done that. I've never watched porn. What does this podcast turn into? Yeah, really, it really devolved. <laughs> yeah, it devolved from work. Yeah, well, yeah. I was just going to let you, basically all I try to do with the podcast is I throw a couple questions out and I let the person go. Cool. And see where it takes it. Yeah, uh, and last question, because I know you gotta go. Uh, yeah. It's Friday night, so we got things to do, and you gotta go pick up your uh, yeah. fian- girlfriend or fiance. Girlfriend. Oh. 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 I'm not 
long for thinking that because last night we ran into each other yeah. with her. Yeah. It, it was her, right? Was her? <laughs> yeah, Golden uh, West. Yeah, I was getting tacos on because I was doing Charm City last night. Dope. They were going to uh, Golden West to get something to eat. And uh, you said, we have a place up around the same. So I assume if you're getting a place with somebody, it's probably a serious enough. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, we're, I mean, we're together, but we're not. Okay, fair enough. Not, you haven't done that yet. No. no. You haven't done the scary part yet. No, Got it. Definitely. But last question to talk about jobs, uh, especially uh, with you, because you had the whole summer break mm-hmm. and you don't have, um, what do you got, two weeks vacation time from work, something like uh, that, Josh? It's pretty good. Uh, so yeah, we get we get a good amount of leave. I think it's two weeks or maybe a little more, but then you have, since I work for the government, you have the national holidays, which are nice. And then also I'm off every other Friday for my schedule. I still work 80 hours over two weeks, but okay. it's super flexible. And then uh, I can work from home two days a week now too. But it's, do you feel, uh, do you guys feel that you have uh, to use that time up to for comedy? Mm-hmm. Like, do you think it's better, better put to better use to do comedy? Wait, what do you mean? Your, your vacation time. Like when you have that vacation time, you're oh, like, I get summers off. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like the pressure of summertime is like, I need to go do more shows outside of Baltimore. I need to go do the road while I have um, this free time. I think I used to. I think, like, I just look at comedy differently. I think, uh, I don't know. I, I'm i not really sure what I want to do with it anymore, so no. I don't have that pressure at all. Yeah, it's kind of, I'm kind of at a spot where it's, like, work smarter, not harder. Like, yeah. where, where it's, like, you know, initially you're, like, I gotta do five or six sets a week. I used to do that a lot. And so, yeah, same here. And I still will do that, but now I'm like, I'm not gonna kill myself to do that. Like, if I don't have any, like, new bits that I'm excited about, like, why get out there, like, drive? Because we go to D.C. a lot. Yeah. Most, like, we're mostly in D.C. for the most part, just because the shows down there are incredible. Like, I mean, the scene, like... Jim Jeffries popped into the big hunt last night. Yeah, yeah. I, saw, I saw people posting about that. And I was yeah. like, uh, I was trying to get there this weekend. And I don't think Sean's going to And, that, and that's honestly the thing. It's like, uh, that's what, like, I don't think I would ever need to like relocate or get my name out in New York. Because that shit is, it doesn't matter for the most part. I think though, just the way everything is, like entertainment is going, it's, you're not really going to make a name from stand-up anymore. Yeah, you, most of the people like, you know, but you'll see it from working at clubs. Like some people could be the funniest fucking people walking the planet, but they don't have a TV show, or they're just like a middle-aged white guy, and you know, so like the industry doesn't really fuck with them. Fuck with yeah, yeah. Totally. So it's like the people that quote unquote make it or are on TV are funny, but they're not necessarily like the funniest comedian. So there's no way it's like you're the funniest person yeah. now. Showbiz is gonna shepherd you up, you know, the mountain. And so for me, it's like you get to you work with enough cool people in the scene between Baltimore and DC and then national headliners come through and if they like you they'll be like hey if I come back through Mm -hmm. you can do a guest spot whatever and that's how I got lucky working with uh, Kurt Brauneler and he was like hey if you're ever in LA come Mm -hmm. do my show and I was like fucking hey I'll go out there just for that so Mm -hmm. like and I'm sure you have that too if like Hassan comes back yeah Judah asked me to open for him like when he's coming back from Dirty Rock and like that's fucking awesome yeah uh, I think like stuff like that is cool and then also I don't know like there I remember like yeah even like the, like the last two three years just going to DC two three times a week doing two mics yeah. a night and like I was like I think one summer I was averaging eight shows a week because mm-hmm. you could do like two a night two yeah a and, you're, and then but like I can't like now that I work full time because I was in grad school and now that I'm like working and it's just like I don't know it's just nice to like enjoy life and actually like yeah. do things other than comedy 
Yeah, like be a human being. Like yeah. actually, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna make dinner and watch a yeah. movie and do laundry. And, and I like, love yeah, it. tonight <laughs> I'm just gonna hang out with the chick I've been seeing, and it's like I'm excited about her, and it's like cool because like usually I go do like I would mm-hmm. go like be a big hunt on Friday or like mm-hmm. you know. So it's like I just yeah I'm yeah just it's fuck fuck comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to bring it back to jobs too. It's like I'm I'll be 31 this year. I have a good job. I have good job security. So I kind of am in that gilded cage of like I could move to New York or LA but I would not do it to like just do comedy no like, I need a job like, oh, yeah. I, I, like, no. I like shit like I know people that are like yeah I just moved to New York and I don't know, like Lafayette had, I think he had like a thousand dollars to his name That's or something. That's retarded. Like that. Oh, insane! And like, I couldn't do that, man. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I like nice shit. I like, like me too. I like going to restaurants and not worrying about. How I much love shit spending. Costs. I, yeah, I love being able to just fucking spend money and not <laughs> we, think about we it. We sound like so pompous right now. I don't. Like, I don't it, give a but fuck. It is, it is it's so nice. To it's be like, so nice. Oh, that beer is eight dollars. I don't give a fuck. Don't give I'll, a fuck. Let me get that. You know it's I mean? just nice, like yeah. That's not like that's why I know that like me, quote unquote, making it is whatever that means is not gonna happen because I cannot live shitty. Like yeah. I can't live shitty. I yeah. won't. Yeah. Like and I also think about getting old too. It's like yeah. okay, so I'm thirty. I better start fucking saving. Cause yeah. I'm like you know, and that's you're what people retire. That's what people don't realize. Like you are gonna be retired for a long fucking time I don't want to be fucking working when I'm that old and I haven't figured out how to make the trust fund solvent yet <laughs> so we are in trouble Boom. we are in trouble That's so a good we might, might not even have money to retire on so yeah I'd say yeah you know Make sure you're okay, and then pursue your art and stuff like that too. I mean, that's that's what it works for me. It's like that balance of like, okay, like I would be a shit comedian if I was stressed about eating all the time. I think you know what I mean. And I think well, that's another. I think the reason like, uh, I think having a job where you have stability yeah. and like health benefits and yeah. all that shit, like we mm-hmm. can drive. Mm-hmm. to DC all the time not think about how much gas money it's gonna cost like yeah. not having to worry about getting rides not mm-hmm. having to worry about taking off work or yeah. whatever cause like if, if I want I can call out the next day right and it's right. not gonna be like the biggest deal in right. the world yeah you can't do it all the time you can't do it all the time but like if yeah. I get offered a cool ass show I'm gonna fucking call oh. out yeah. yeah I don't give a shit and totally. uh yeah so I think I don't know yeah I think having a job does allow me to be to do comedy smarter yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, guys. That was good. Glad we got this cool. knocked yeah, out. That was a lot of fun, man. Thank you. And there you have it, my podcast with Josh Kaderna and Umar Khan. Uh, Josh and Umar, I know when I started uh, from starting comedy in Baltimore, we knew each other a little bit. Uh, I moved here to Boston, and every time I would go back, I'd run into him back and forth. Umar actually was up here in Boston just a few months ago. I helped him get on a couple of shows. Uh, actually, he was referred to me by a former Boston comedian living in D.C., uh, Kevin Seafree. He sent me, I was like, hey, Dennis, can you help a friend of mine down here in D.C. get some shows up in Baltimore? I was like, yeah, sure. He goes, hey, Umar, here's Dennis. Uh, he knows everything going on. Dennis is Umar. I was like, ah, Kevin, we know each other. <laughs> Actually, I, you know, so yeah, I ran into Josh the night of the Charm City Comedy Festival that I was doing. Uh, we were both outside. Uh, I was outside Golden West getting some tacos to go, some vegetarian tacos to go. And Josh and his girlfriend were walking in and we're like, oh, hey, what's up? Uh, hey, what's going on? Hey, how are you? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm in town for the thing. And you're, you know, we're going to get something to eat. Oh, cool. Hey, you want to do a podcast tomorrow? Yeah, sure. All right. This will be fun. And so I went to their house, which is uh, just a couple blocks away from where the festival is happening in Hamden Horn. 
And uh, nice place, man. Good for him. Uh, he bought a really swell looking uh, establishment. They have a, 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 a the light switch is in the ban is embedded in the banister of the stairs to go upstairs. And I'm like, that is the coolest light switch location I've ever seen. Like they wired it into the banister. Which is very good. Uh, you may hear some jing. You may have heard some jingling through the entire podcast there, uh, and that was the collar of Josh's dog, which uh, flipped the fuck out as soon as I walked in. And Josh just had to hold it and cuddle it and pet it during the entire podcast so he wouldn't freak the fuck out. And occasionally I'd reach over and pet him, and he all the dog did the entire time was just stare at me like, "All right, motherfucker, why are you in my domain? Why are you here?" But. Anyway, uh, that was a great fun podcast, the two of them. Uh, this is the kind of podcast I like to do where I can just set up, I can just throw out uh, a topic and then just let the comedians run with it and go. And they do a great job of uh, playing off each other because they know each other so well. They kept conversations rolling. All I had to do was when we were going to you know, wrap up this conversation before it went too long and then start a new one. And they did a great job and I uh, enjoyed it very much. Uh, Josh, by the way, uh, his podcast we talked about on there. The Digression Sessions, uh, there's a link to that in the descriptions if you want to check out his podcast with um, Pat Oswalt or any of the other guests that he's had on it. It's a fun little podcast. Uh, it's very inside Baltimore, which is fun uh, for me because I know most of the the players involved when they talk about stuff. So, uh, by the way, I am talking to you from the new Mike Boom Arms that I got in my studio while I was in Baltimore. Uh, my buddy Scott Lester, who does the uh, theme song to this, the opening song to this um, podcast, uh, he works at Z1043. That's where we were. That's where we met. And the studios at Z1043 in Baltimore were getting demolished and rebuilt a couple months back. And I said, Josh, or uh, sorry, I said, Scott, please snag me some gear. Like he got some awesome speakers from the studio. He got me some boom arms and uh, it's taken six months or something for. <laughs> For us to finally get these boomers to me, like these things are so great and professional that I'm moving the mic up and down while talking and it makes no noise. I mean, my other boom arms are fine, but these are so much better. So I have nice, two nice, big, awesome boom arms that look so pro and awesome. And uh, uh, I, I, I don't know. Is there a podcast where I don't talk about gear at all? Because <laughs> I am such a gearhead. Anyway, thank you again for listening to this podcast. This is your first time listening to it because you came here because you are fans of Josh Kuderna or Umar Khan. Thank you so much. Please, if you enjoyed it, please go ahead and like uh, like this podcast, subscribe to it, uh, give it five star review or however many review stars that you think is appropriate for it. Uh, give it a review because that helps the aggregators of iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or however you're listening to this podcast. Uh, it helps them to share it with more people. That way, if you're friends with Josh or Umar and you're listening to it because of that, more people will become familiar with them and more people will come see them and we'll all be more successful. Yay! Okay. Anyway, thank you so much again for listening. Take care. Goodbye. Remember how I said it makes me sound professional when I yeah, nail it? Uh -huh. I didn't nail it. I hate intros, dude. Yeah, intros suck.